0: What's up, Whittier?
1: Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast.
0: A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures.
1: Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's Community corkboard Announcements. This week's announcements is brought to you by The Collab. The Collab is your place for co-working, community, and collaboration in an environment where you can come create and cultivate. We are located in the heart of Uptown Whittier, where we can provide you all the services of an office, without the confines of a long-term lease and the high cost of top technology. Fast internet? We got it. A place to sit comfortably and work? We got that too. A professional location for a meeting with a client or an event? Guys, it's here. Plus, I'd just like to mention it's a great place to network, so pull up a chair. We saved you a seat. Now onto our community cork board announcements. Every Friday from 8am to 1pm we have the Whittier Farmers Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Hop on down there and say hello to the Whittier Uptown Association as they educate you and plan fun events in order to improve your nutrition. As most of you know, which is why I hope you're listening to this episode, What's Up Whittier is hosting their 2018 City Council Candidate Series for the City of Whittier. The next general municipal election will be held on Tuesday, April 10th for the purpose of electing council members for Districts 2 and 4 and a citywide elected mayor. For voter registration, visit the City of Whittier at cityofwhittier.org or lavote.net. The candidates for District 2 that we have previously had on the podcast are Bob Henderson, Henry Bouchot, and Dr. Ida Pérez. For District 4, we have had Lizette Escobedo, and today you'll be listening to Fernando Dutra. And for mayor, we've heard from Rolando Cano, Raquel McLeod, and you will soon hear from Leon Savage and Joe Benetieri. So make sure you come out Tuesday, April 10th, or for early voting on April 7th, the Whittier Uptown Library. On Saturday, April 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the 23rd Annual Art and Antique Street Fair. Get an early start for your Mother's Day gift. I know my mom loves antiques and unique art, so I will definitely be there. Hope to see you all there Saturday, April 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. On Saturday, April 14th, from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Whittier Museum is hosting their Whittier Museum Tea and Fashion Show called Fashion to a Tea. This will be located at the museum, 6755 Newland Avenue. If you'd like to benefit and support the Whittier Museum and buy tickets, go to whittiermuseum.org. Man, I know my mom's going to love that too. All right, take it away, Jesse and Remo.
2: Whittier, Whittier, what's
0: up? Dun, da, da, da. What's up, Whittier? Rainy Whittier day.
2: Rainy Whittier, actually. It's pouring, man. It's uh, But it's good, you know, because it ends up uh, watering my grass, which has been brown and dead for the last <laughs> several months. Now it's uh, green and full of weeds, which is good. Well, we we remodeled our house a couple of months. That's and right.
0: so the rain always scares me because it's, you know, we got a new roof, but it's like we don't know if they really did a good <laughs> job. So. Well, it's,
2: it's good to know now than later because yeah. you're still under the warranty, well, right? Well, before, <laughs> I'm a little dirty.
0: I went in the attic. We had a small pinhole oh, uh, man. that I covered up with some towels and we're, we're going to be good. Nice, nice. Yeah. But so your today, house is still there. It's not, it's still not there. sliding. It's not slipping. Still there. I was it's hoping an insurance claim, but yeah. it didn't work out that way. It's not a boat yet? it's. <laughs> <That's laughs> So today we have a, a special guest, uh, part of our candidate series uh, for the city of uh, City Council candidate series, and we
2: have our special guest Fernando Dutra, District Number Four. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you
3: very much, guys. Nice Hello. to be here, and uh, nice that we're indoors and looking out. That's right. Rainy day, but uh, we're yeah, the maybe. models
0: of the collab right now. Where people are watching, <laughs> walking by, you'll see them staring at us. And,
3: so. Perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, uh I'm sure we'll get some uh, some interesting looks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so Fernando, uh, you maybe start off by, you know, telling us a, a little bit uh, about you. I know we started the conversation before we uh recorded, and if you for, to for those
2: that don't know you yet, yeah. right? And and they've been right. living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> if you could just describe who you are and and you know, what you do.
3: Sure. Well, um, you know, <laughs> Some people that would be their favorite topic. For me, it's kind of embarrassing to you know to start talking about who you are. But look, for me, it's real simple. You know, I'm a um, father. Um, I'm a husband of 33 years to my best friend, uh, my wife Mary. For, you yeah, know, every three years, she's. She's uh, my best friend. Father of three great, successful kids. You know, it's uh, they're they're doing phenomenally. Uh, you know, they're, and they're nice kids as well. means means a big difference. And mm-hmm. um, I've got a great circle of friends in, here in the city of Whittier. I still play basketball. The same guys I've been playing with for twenty years. Uh, I say fast breaks aren't what they used to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a community service guy. You know, I. I uh, I've been involved in my community, uh, you know, for the last gosh seventeen years, you know, I've been involved in the city of Whittier, and I'm a small business owner. So, if you are to ask me who I am, that's who I am. You know, fundamentally, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a friend, I'm a community service guy, and then, of course, I'm a business owner to my uh, to my employees. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. W- with
0: that, what is it that you do for a living?
3: Uh, well, I, God, I. I wish I was a roofer right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get on the roof
0: and you're like, yeah, yeah and maybe you know,
3: not. They're making money there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you know, I'm a builder. That's what I do for a living. That's what I've always done. I started out as a carpenter, and, and uh, I was telling Christine earlier. I feel like I've never had a job. You know, I, I love what I do. This is what I've always yeah. wanted to do from the beginning. I've always wanted to build stuff, and I'm fortunate to have been able to do that. I uh, started out as a carpenter, and I uh, ran, uh, worked my way up through the industry, and ran a couple. Uh, the Nation's largest uh, building companies, uh, uh, two of the nation's largest development companies. I've built projects all over the United States, high rise, uh, single family, retail, commercial, um, and um, I, uh, um, you know, I, uh, you know, this is this is what I do. I'm a building uh, contractor, and we also have an infrastructure company as, w- as well. We do storm drain, sewer, water, and street imp- street improvements, um, and uh, that's uh, kind of uh, what we do. We have a small business. Uh, my wife runs the accounting, you know, and uh, we've had it now for, gosh, 14 years, 15 years, and we've been fortunate enough to weather through the, you know, the, the previous recession that we had, if you guys recall, right? We were lucky. During that time, I, uh, I built affordable housing. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the things that I did, and at the time, we could because, if you recall, redevelopment agencies were still in place, and yeah. so uh, my company was pretty good at, uh, efficient at building affordable housing and, and doing... Uh, uh, projects of that nature. So, yeah. I could talk about that forever. So I'll stop right there. Yes, it's what I love doing. I mean, I I get up every day and I can't wait to get to work. Honestly, I absolutely love what I do.
0: And some of these projects that you did are they somewhat local in California, or are you guys? Be- okay, so yeah, they're all
3: well. Well, the, the affordable housing projects are uh-huh. absolutely okay. they're in California, um, and uh, uh, but all the projects. Uh, all the projects that I've done for my company have all been in, in California, specifically yeah. in Southern California, okay. although I have done stuff up in Idaho as well. And I st- still do stuff up in Idaho, up, uh, um, which is actually uh, in Quarter Lane, just would be close to
0: Spokane. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I actually went to Quarter Lane. Um, for last Fourth of July, isn't that a great place? Right man. in front of the uh, the lake.
3: Oh, the Sherman, uh, uh, the Sh- Sh- Sher- Sherwin Boulevard in front yeah. of the uh, um, the. Uh, There's a hotel there. That's what yeah, we stayed. Yeah, th- that beautiful uh, hotel. Uh, I'll tell you what it is in a minute. I just forgot we yeah. were just there a couple months ago. Oh, but. so
0: we we went there, Evan and I, for um, for Fourth of July. And one of the the weird things that are unique to me is it, you know, fireworks. They didn't start till about 10 p.m. because that's when it gets dark there. And it's really, oh, really, and it's really because we were looking. You know, at six o'clock. We're like, okay, we got to go to the the party that we're invited to, and you know, seven o'clock rolls around. Eight o'clock, yeah. no, we're like, when does the sun go down? <laughs> and it was like nine thirty, nine forty five is when the fireworks actually went off. Yeah, out, because out, the closer
3: out. you get uh, up, to, you know, uh, yeah. up north, you know, the, yeah. The, yeah, the later it. Uh, so, Stays light, yeah, yeah but uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, the yeah. fireworks show ended at like midnight, which was. <laughs> which was <laughs> Did you go on the lake on the boat?
0: Uh, no, we. Uh, the house that we were at was right smacking the, on the on the beach, oh, on top of the. And, uh, and so like we the, had um, yeah. a little canal, or sure. or it's the, the the grass, then the little street, and then there's the grass, and then the beach started. So we we had an incredible it's spot, beautiful,
3: isn't yeah, it? You, it is. If you, you ever want to go play golf up there, let me know. We got yeah. that floating uh, eighteen hole up there.
0: I heard that's the uh, that's the hotel I think that we stayed at. Right. I had yeah. that that. Yeah, it's yeah the nuts. thing is I can't play golf. I, I can throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably my. If best you can throw bet. it that far, dude, you're yeah. all right, man. Yeah. And drive the cart. <laughs> yeah, and, well, in the water, yeah. <laughs> you know, and drive the yeah. boat.
2: Oh man! So yeah, that's uh, that's what I do for a living. I'm a builder. Very cool. Yeah. So Fernando, what um were you born and raised here, or...? No, no, uh, uh,
3: um, my wife and I moved here in one thousand nine hundred and eighty seven you know uh, we 've been here for thirty years. Um, I was born uh, on a, a set of small islands in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean called the azores i don 't know if you guys know where they are on the map. If you look yeah. at, the, at at a at the globe you 'll see a bunch of tiny little dots in the middle of atlantic that 's where I was born and um, moved out of there from uh, from the Azores to Africa. I lived in Africa for three years. My parents were uh, asked by the by the government to go there and set up school districts throughout Angola, wow. Mozambique, and Guinea. And uh, so that's what we do. My, my parents would go into villages and identify uh, those individuals who we could train or they could train. I was a little guy. They could train to become teachers. Um, and then my dad would build a school, and then we would set up the school and then move on to another village. Um, so the first time that a lot of the uh, villages were uh, exposed to an industrialized version of education was through my parents. So it was a great way to grow up. Wow, um, and uh, uh, you know, just to have great, great, fond memories of, of being there, and, and uh, then we, uh, Portugal at the time was going through uh, um, a change in, in the government, and so my parents that were not interested in being part of that change, and so we, uh, they wanted to give their kids an opportunity, so we moved to the United States. You know, I'm an immigrant, like I said. I uh, didn't speak any English till I was 10 years old. Wow. And then uh, we assimilated. My parents wanted us to, to be become part of the American culture while still keeping our culture. It was very important to us. And I still belong to all the Portuguese clubs and what have you. And so, you know, I have two cultures. I'm an American guy, married to an American lady with American mm-hmm. kids. My friends are, you know, that way. And, and then I also have my... Portuguese culture that we've kept and we still uh we still love also. So uh Very Yeah, cool. that's that's who I am. I So you I'm still speak uh, Portuguese? I or? do. I still speak Portuguese. Eu ainda falo português. posso falar todo dia com os amigos meus e eu in amigos meus portugueses aqui em amigos aqui portugueses. E falar contigo e fazer o para mim em Christine, you're going to translate <laughs> I
0: that. I in did it. <laughs> like, right? like, with yeah. you guys. Um, <laughs>
2: Because <laughs> like it's oh, it? Spanish. <laughs> I was you a, like it's Spanish to pick like do you have an app out or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like every fourth word, right? Like, Christine was like, hey, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
3: Don't don't say anything bad, right? Yeah. My, my wife knows all the bad words. You know, <laughs> so I can't I can't do that.
2: Like any language,
0: right?
3: The
2: first words you learn are the worst, Absolutely.
3: worst ones. Absolutely.
0: Do you ever go to the Portuguese hall in Artesia?
3: Absolutely. I'm going to this weekend. Oh yeah. okay. Uh, our uh,
0: company has a lot of trainings there because one of our members. Is Portuguese okay? Uh, and so she always we always have our holiday events there. And sure, it, yeah. it's neat. It's This hall and it has a rodeo in the back of it. We have bullfights there. Yeah.
3: So uh, my dad and I were part of the team that built that that bullfight. Uh, that, no that, way. That, well, we we. We remodeled it, you know, back yeah. in 1986. So my my dad was a welding contractor, and so we did it. He and I worked on rebuilding that thing. No and, way, that's very and cool. uh, and uh, it's a, it's a great, great um, opportunity for our kids to connect with our culture, uh-huh. you know, yeah. um, and um, you know, it's uh, we go to eat all the Portuguese food, and you know, and and uh, look, I mean, uh, the, the Portuguese is like any other immigrants, you know, we're 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 thankful and we're. Uh, appreciative of the opportunity that we 've been given to live here in the United States, but we also yeah. like our culture as well we, we We think we can do both yeah and um, and so uh Portuguese hall is a lot of fun yeah and, and by the way it 's some of the cheapest drinks in town yeah. right
0: i mean it 's <laughs> you know. totally hidden i mean you 're driving <laughs> really? up, it 's like a house 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 and then you this big hall and then you you know you pull in the hall uh, and then all of a sudden you Go to the parking lot, and then there's just like stadium in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bullfighting ring literally. what do you see that right yeah it's like uh where did I just pull in so it's it's a really unique place <laughs> yeah. oh, man. But we have a a lot of events there um Good for our company I didn't know that. yeah oh, yeah very cool. uh, you might know our um Julie she's one of the board of uh sure the, you know julie yeah I know Julie. julie. uh does uh yeah I forget her pronounce yeah there
3: yeah. she's actually we're we're so fortunate that. There's some younger board members that are uh-huh. taking over, you know, because, uh-huh. you know, it's it, it, it's like work, like anybody else. Not everybody wants to get involved in yeah. managing a hall where there's yeah. 3,000 Portuguese and everybody's got an opinion, you know. Yeah. And so we're so <laughs> lucky yeah. we have some younger, um, you know, uh, uh, members that have taken over. I say younger, they're probably in their, you know, 40s, 40s you know. 50s, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. me, that's young. So <laughs> that have taken over. We're lucky we've got that. Yeah. You
0: know? yeah, it's cool. We are a good connection. Yeah. But, yeah. You know? Very cool. Yep. So 87 before the quake or after the quake? Uh,
3: it was it was funny we moved in uh, the same within 3 months of the earthquake taking place. I remember wow. I remember we uh, uh, <laughs> we move in, you know, we start fixing up the house a little bit, it's our first house and uh, I happened to be developing a project in El Monte, right off of Ramona, and I leave the house and and then all of a sudden you know, we were, doing, we were actually doing roof inspection. So I was up on oh, top of the roof. Man. So you could imagine yeah, yeah. this chimney right next to me, me and the inspector up on top. She... It started shaking like crazy. Yeah. And I went over the chimney to start, you know, so you're yeah. holding it. the <laughs> chimney. Yeah, well, well, it was actually the chase. Yeah. The chase oh, okay, for the chimney. Okay. And uh, what was funny is that, um, and, uh, funny is that um, of course, I'm you know, I'm hearing, ah, oh, it happened in Whittier. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. man, my wife, you know, I hope she's okay, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, let me turn this thing off. And, uh, um, and, uh, um, so I hurried back home, and she's like, "What the heck did you do moving us to the city? You know, we, we, yeah, I'm we, sure. you know what are we doing living here?" I said, "Honey, it's going to be okay. It's an opportunity to rebuild." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's she goes, contract. "Are you
3: nuts?" I said, "No, honey. It's an opportunity to rebuild. Trust me. Everything's going to be just fine. You know, will be." And she thought oh, I was crazy. But so, I'm, how did you
2: guys land in Whittier?
3: So we were, you know, a young couple, and uh, you know, we were having fun like young couples do, and. I was having a lot of fun, and my wife said, you need to start getting serious about raising a family. We need to go someplace where we can raise a family. And so that's a, uh, a nice uh, city to raise a family in. And so, um, so we were living in Downey at the time, and Downey's a great place, but, you know, I was having way too much fun there. And so uh, we, uh, we had a friend that lived in Whittier, and they said, you should come up and look at Whittier. So the first thing we did is we came to Uptown, right? We landed in the Uptown, came off of 605, got off on Whittier, came up Padley, landed right here. Went to Central Park, and I'm like, Cow, is the entire city like this? <laughs> yeah. Right? Is it like a little Mayberry? And uh, uh, so we fell in love with the the the, the uh, architecture. We fell in love with the community style that we had. Uptown really had a connection for me. Being a, a builder, you know, mm-hmm. most projects I was building at the time didn't have a community feel. They were just Sproul. subdivisions mm-hmm. and sprawl, you know. And I, I didn't like that, but it's so how I made a living, you yeah. know. And so this really gave me a community feel. Yeah. And uh, and then we drove down. We were driving down Washington, We we ended up at the uh, um, at the community center, and I played basketball. And so I walked in. I saw a bunch of dudes playing basketball, and I'm like, hey, man, i got a place where I can play ball here, right? I can, I can come sold, in. Sold, right? <laughs> I was sold. So, yeah, so I had some cool restaurants and some cool bars, and I had nice architecture, and I had a place to play basketball. I thought, yeah. I can raise my family here. I'm yeah. good. So, <laughs> you know, so we bought a house, and, and it was the best decision we ever made. You know, we... Uh, uh, you know, thirty years ago, yeah, I, right. I do it again in the heartbeat. We could live anywhere, you know. We we're, we but we we've stayed here because of, uh, for obvious reasons. That we, yeah. You know, but yeah, that's how we got here.
2: Very cool. Yep. yep. So now, getting into uh, uh, some, I guess, somewhat serious questions. Now, um, why is it that you're because you're going for re-election? Right. Um, what's the purpose, or reason behind going for uh, re-election?
3: You know, it, 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 it was real simple for me, um, and, and I'm a busy guy like everybody else, but I thought to myself, why am I going to do this again? Why am I going to get into another, you know, another uh, campaign, if you will? Why am I going to put another four years? It was simple for me. I, I, I so um, love this city that I want to be part of a team, and I say a team because I think we're all in this together. It's not just yeah. the city council or the staff. or It really is. I want to be part of a team, which I think I have been part of a team. Um, that protects our values, you know, uh, protects our um, the safety of our families, uh, protects our e- economic sustainability in our city, you know. So it's clear for me, I wanted to be part of that team um, that, that ensured that not just now, but the future of this city uh, is protected um, in a manner that we can feel safe about give, handing it over to our kids, you know, and to the future generations that are coming along that are there's some, and there's some great new families walking the streets of the yeah. city that I feel responsible to, to make sure that I do my job. And I take responsibility very seriously. So I feel a sense of responsibility to make sure that I leave them with a city that, uh, that they can feel safe in and let their families grow in. And uh, so that's why I did it. Nice. It's pretty simple
2: for me. It's not. I'm not going to
3: overcomplicate it.
2: No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And obviously now, now that you're again going for re-election, and now you know meeting um, uh, residents in your district, yeah. what's the biggest concern you see? Um, well, well, what's your biggest concern that you want to deal with? And then what are you hearing from from residents?
3: Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I've I've walked uh, and spoken to maybe 1,200 people, you know, over the last six months. You know, I love walking. My problem is that. I start out with the theory that I'm going to walk ten houses, and I only get two houses in before Correct. I know it. Some guys <laughs> invited me in his house to have a beer and have, yeah. <laughs> have lunch with them, or you know, or whatever it is. You know, uh, so my problem is, I, you know, that's I love people, yeah. uh, but look, it, it's the number one thing they tell me, talk to me about is crime, exactly. right? How crime has has changed the city, right? And there's so many reasons for that, by the yeah. way, and and that that we've been working on as a team here in the city of Whittier. Uh, so uh, I would say. Uh, crime is one of the number one things, and the other, the other thing is uh, also, uh, you know, they talk about traffic on Whittier Boulevard. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and also uh, upgrading uh, uh, the the businesses in in uh, uptown as well as in on Whittier Boulevard. So those three main things. You know, you've got crime, you've got, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the issues with Whittier Boulevard, um, and of course businesses, and 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 uh, and you know. Th- those things and there 's subcategories to each one of those Correct. I could talk about for at least for an hour for each one of yeah. those things, and, and so I think that they 're fixable. I mean, I really do I think that as long as you 've got a city council that works well together that 's cohesive right because as you guys know that 's how teams move forward mm-hmm. uh, w- whenever you have teams that are, have different um, alignments have different directions, and the team doesn 't move forward you know they stay stagnant. And here's what we can't do, and you and I were talking about this before: is we have to take advantage of the opportunities while they're in front of us to move forward. Because otherwise, economic cycles happen. Mm -hmm. Economic cycles: when when the the downturn happens, the city stays stagnant. And so, I've been accused of pushing too hard, but I push too hard because I see a sense of urgency. Correct. Taking advantage of the the, where we are today and and time. I, I'm not interested in putting a stop on everything that we've started yeah. and in seeing what happens. Uh, I don't want to study it. I want to push it hard while we had because we've done all the studying we need to do. Correct. So I'm sorry. I, I diverted, and I, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, you asked me why I was running for office. <laughs> 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 what, what the main <laughs> issues <laughs> were. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's crime, it's Boulevard, and, and then, of course, there are a lot of other things. But for me, those are the top three things that yeah. people have said to me
2: anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it makes sense. I mean, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said about uh, cycles – Um, again, we're in the same industry and it's, um, you're right. I mean, it's, you gotta be able, it seems like you could almost predict, you know, when it's going to happen. Um, but you, you, you're right. You gotta be able to, I mean, we're planners, right? We're kind of forecasting what's going to happen down, down the road, but you gotta be able to take some steps up front to make sure that when that either the downturn or the upturn that you're able to kind of hit those, those valleys or those peaks, um, and I'm saying this because in 08, uh, I mean, for me recently, mm-hmm. um, same thing. You know, we're doing a lot of residential, a lot of retail, um, a lot of mixed-use projects. And uh, that was the first thing that went away. And uh, – but then I had to look at, you know, what else is booming that we could kind of tap into. And there was hospitals and lab, lab uh, for universities just because they had the funding in place. And for both those types of projects mm-hmm. – for them, it was perfect timing because to build a hospital in, in a booming economy is expensive. not cheap.
0: Yeah. Even now? <laughs> yeah. well, well, building anything now is – Well, uh, again, but yeah, for yeah, them,
2: it's more it's, specific because yeah. of the infrastructure and all that, but for them it was a perfect timing because you know, people were essentially unemployed. People were looking. I mean they were giving away you know work to get work. So, yeah. again, you time it. And I think you could have a very successful project or projects, um, but you got to have that person who could see that that eye. So yeah,
3: I mean, like anything else, you know, you 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 plan for the future, right? And and um, uh, you know, it's it's and and I think we've you know done that um, for 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 the most part. To be honest with you, I mean, we had a a boulevard specific plan. What a boulevard is 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 smoking right now, right? I get people complaining that there 's Whittier Boulevard is smoking. you kidding me? I want B- Whittier Boulevard to be happening. I want yeah. Whittier Boulevard to be successful. Yeah. I want uptown to be happening to be successful right yeah. to me. Um, uh, that's, you know, that's what we need to do is is create these successful opportunity zones, right? Yeah. And um, so, no, I'm not interested in slowing down. Uh, you know, if that if there's someone out there that, that thinks that that's bad, then I'm sorry. I'm the wrong guy. I, I'm interested in pushing forward and making things happen in this city, yeah. and that's what I'm going to con- continue doing, and right now is the time to do it. yeah You don't wait because yeah. the next economic cycle, we'll be looking at each other going, well, well, think about if we went to push as hard as we did, we would have had empty parking lots on Whittier Boulevard again, right? That's what we used to have. I remember people saying, "How come we have all these empty parking lots?" Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's. We're going to get them going. You give us a chance. We're planning for it, and uh, we did. Yeah. And now look at Whittier Boulevard. It's it's absolutely amazing. It's so many people from out of town coming in and saying, "We love your restaurants. We love how it looks." You know, the blend of housing, the blend of uh, yeah. of, uh, of retail and commercial. I mean. You know, you and I could talk about this forever.
0: I'm excited about it. I am. And that's life. I mean, it's one of those things where traffic comes with success. Traffic comes with happening places. You go to a a beach city that has a lot of traffic. I mean, it's because it's happening. I mean, the last thing you want is a deadwoodier boulevard because (laughs) that means no one's spending money. People are, you know, don't have jobs. I mean, these are all opportunities for for growth.
3: And by the way, just on that, before I forget, is I propose that we buy Whittier Boulevard back from Caltrans. Okay, not buy it, but that we take over Caltrans, uh, from uh, Whittier Boulevard from Caltrans. That way, we're in control of our destiny with Whittier Boulevard. That that way we can can manage the traffic signalization more efficiently than having to deal with Caltrans. Anybody that deals with Caltrans, i will tell you it's a year and a half to two years for any response. They're nice people at Caltrans. I have friends of mine that that, that are at Caltrans. I'm currently doing deals with, with Caltrans. But the problem is that they don't move efficiently because of the systems and processes they have. In the meantime, what you have is you have people getting off on Whittier Boulevard to go from L.A. to Orange County and back and forth, jamming Whittier Boulevard. It's not because of development. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Look, we've only added maybe 75 new units that are currently there right now, people living in on Whittier Boulevard. Mm To Whittier Boulevard, you going to tell me that seventy-five units are creating the Whittier Boulevard problem? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you sell that to somebody. I can sell it to me, right, or anybody else that's rational, right? It's because of what's happening with the the, the connections between um, L. A. and Orange County and Waze programs, you know, that I use as well. But I recommend it to the city council that we look at, you know, getting uh, Whittier Boulevard from Caltrans. You know, other cities have done it before. It's not unique. It's not, um, you know, a genius thought. It's just something that we should be thinking about uh, that we were in control of our destiny. And, uh, um, you know, uh, it should at least be looked at seriously at the very least. And then we're doing hot zones as well. We are through uh, funds that we've collected through uh, Measure M as well as uh, um, um, Metro. We uh, um, and the county we're, we're, we're fixing the corner of Colima and Woody Boulevard are fixing the corner of Painter and Woody Boulevard are fixing the corner of Five, of, of five Points, Washington, um, you know, that, that we're fixing that corner as well. So we're going to be fixing those corners um, and making it more efficient. Well, talking <laughs>
0: about traffic, um, let's talk about Nellis because obviously there's a, a larger uh, project proposed there and it's going to break ground in a few weeks here. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about Nellis?
2: Well, for what, for, I, yeah. I
0: think from your your perspective, obviously we know it's
2: going to happen, but mm-hmm. but uh, obviously you guys approve the project moving forward. But what are your thoughts on Nellis? I mean, what is that going well, to do to what are your
3: so um, so it, Nellis to me, you know, presents an opportunity for the city to provide a diversified type of housing under a master plan community that. A lot of other cities are doing, and we haven't done. And so people like to point to other cities, but when it comes to diversified housing, you know, for some reason, people are afraid of it, and we shouldn't be, right? And so it's going to provide 750 new homes. I mean, I can talk about the the details. That's easy for me. 750 new homes, you know, uh, uh, 150,000 square feet of new retail and commercial. That's a big deal. And by the way, it's going in on an area of Whittier that I think needs an economic boost. Consider three hundred million dollars of an economic boost to that area right there, right? Um, not not just the construction jobs that, that it's going to provide, and don't forget this isn't just a job that comes in and you build immediately. It'll be over the course of seven to eight years, right? And so, um, which is kind of scary as well because you know you'll have, you may hit a economic uh, downturn. That's why I I was the toughest on the builder than you know most people because I. Made sure they had conditions in in place that protects the residents of Whittier, so that if we do hit an economic downturn, my condition that I put in this specifically is I want you to get all the perimeter conditions done immediately, in, in place, so that you know if it, an, we get hit hit into an economic downturn, it's not an eyesore. It'll look yeah. pretty, you know. It'll be nice. It'll look nice and finished. Pardon me. And then whatever takes place during the course of the economic, you know, conditions. We're not worried about what we see is a nice, beautiful exterior uh, uh,
0: uh, community. I think, you know, the the big picture is not just that money, but it's the people that are going to be coming, the contractors that are going to be eating in the local restaurants, the shopping (laughs) in the local area. The the
3: families. Think about 750 new homes Mm -hmm. um, and then what that does to the economy of Whittier, right, and what they bring as well. These are people that, A, can afford to purchase a home there or rent a home there. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have renters. You're going to have buyers, right? And you're going to have uh, uh, shoppers, and you're going to have people that are going to eat. It's a nice, mixed-use project connected to PIH, right? It's got a direct connection to PIH. Um, and so, you know, PIH is growing, right? And how do you – think about – consider this. As a major employer in Whittier, <clears throat> and you're trying to attract, attract the best, don't you want it? if you're going to attract the best, you also want to attract – give them housing, that yeah. they, they can be proud of, and so um, I think it really um, it will stimulate the entire city and um, as PIH grows, the city grows as well and you know I'm, i don 't know if I can mention it or not, but PIH is, is going to be looking at doing a, a, a cancer research center. Mm-hmm. You guys have all heard about it when that happens that 's going to change that area as well you know that 'll provide the biotech uh, opportunities that will come in there it 's be a um, and that 'll be a really synergetic type of, of opportunity at, uh, there. And so when those jobs come, those people are going to want housing, and we're going to be able to provide it for them, yep. right? Um, and so I'm I'm especially excited about um, about uh, Nellis. Uh, I think that um, it's 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 a major major um, opportunity for the city, and um, it's gonna I think I mean like all those. People moving in there, I'm sure they're going to be shopping up here in Uptown as well, mm. right? They're going to be going to Home Depot and shopping there. They're going to go to all of our restaurants. Yeah. Uh, why should we be afraid of young families that want to move into our city? That's right. Um, and I've heard a lot of negativity about that. You're not going to hear any negativity from me. I'm a positive guy. I get up in the morning. I think of all the good things that we can make happen, right? Yeah. And then I, I go forward. You know, Do I know all the problems we have in the city? Of course I do. But yeah. And I'm, I don't ignore them. I just know that I need to be positive about it because that's what's going to keep pushing things, you know, forward.
1: To be a good councilman serving the best interests of the community requires integrity, good judgment, and a substantial amount of common sense. Fernando Dutra already brings these qualities to the job as a standing Whittier City Councilman. He believes the city should give the highest priority to public safety, education, and the improvement and maintenance of public facilities. Fernando believes in protecting and enhancing the environment. Fernando believes it is vital for every citizen to get involved in the betterment of this community. That is why he served on the City of Whittier Planning Commission, Design Review Board, YMCA Board of Directors, as Metro Light Rail Eastside Extension Chairman. Southeast Water Coalition board member, and as a St. Gregory Parish Carnival Committee volunteer. The Dutra family emigrated here many years ago in search of the American dream. For more information about the Fernando Dutra campaign, head to wwwfernando Make sure to get out April 10th to get out the vote and make your voice heard at the ballot box. This advertisement was paid for by Fernando Dutra for Whittier City Council 2018.
2: Well, it's funny because we – before our interview, we are talking about this whole, you know, accessory dwelling units that just recently got established here in Whittier. Um, it's actually a, a Senate bill that got passed in California, um, and it had to deal – and it was dealing with a shortage of housing. And so you you know – I mean, you're we're essentially responding to something that's not just locally uh, needed but statewide. And so um, – I think the alternative to an accessory dwelling unit would be a new development that would solely you know uh, be available for the either families where it's their first home or it's a step- up home, um, or like you said, maybe it's a a, a kind of generational thing where you have families coming together. So it's a great point. Talk about generational
3: uh, so before I forget. Just thanks for reminding me about that. One of the things that we mandated that the builder, the builder put into place over there is that for the single family residential units they have master bedroom master bathrooms downstairs right. so that the functionality of the uh, of the house was downstairs right. so that if you 're a, a, a an active adult let 's say you know, you're, you know you want to move out of your 3,000, 4,000 square foot home on a 10,000 square foot lot and you want to just kind of Nellis move into a community, Nellis will give you a, uh, an opportunity to do that. You can live downstairs. And if you've got you know, a young adult that wants to move in or still in school, they can have a place upstairs. And yeah. so Nellis has that mm-hmm. functionality and that diversity in housing uh, that I think can keep our homeowners here, You know, that can keep them spending their tax dollars here yeah. so the city can continue growing and supports our services. Yeah. right? supports our police and um, you know our other great services that this city absolutely has. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And uh, um, is it perfect? Of course not. Yeah. You know, it, it's absolutely not perfect. Um, but it, it's 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 a phenomenal project that I think is going to win a lot of awards um, in the city. It's going to bring a lot of attraction to our city, positive attraction. Yeah. Um, and I think as we move forward, um, I think the city is going to be very proud of that project.
2: Yeah. 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 So obviously we talked about a little bit of Dallas development, but but what would you see that's missing right now uh, in terms of development in the city? Like what would you want to see more of, or something that's missing? I don't know. I mean,
3: something that's missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, development well, you know, wise, I mean. Development wise, I think that we're we're pretty good. I I think that we're hitting all the right strokes in development. To be honest with you, um, I think that uh, um, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it, look as as a dad here, you know, my kids were younger. I wish we would have had a sports park. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did. I wish we would have had a sports park. It uh, would have made it a lot easier than, you know, driving because my kids played all the sports. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish we would have. And I think there's still – I'm not going to say where and how, but I know there's a way to do it. Um, and, um, you know, I – I think like a, like like a, like a developer builder, and so I, when I'm driving around, I don't see probably the same things that people see. You know, I see ways of uh, of assembling uh, parcels and land mm-hmm. uh, uh, that are connected to other areas that are conducive to doing things like this. You know, um, and as long as I'm on a city council, that's always going to be something that I'm going to be looking for. Um, so a sports park would be kind of a cool thing to have. Yeah. You know, I mean to be honest with you, and, I, and and I'm not the only one that said that. You know, uh, a lot of people have said that it's not unique. Um, I see the benefit in doing it. I mean, look, York Field is, is so cool. I mean, York, think about York Field, right now. Um, uh, my buddy's over at Pony Baseball. You know, they came to me five, four years ago and they said, "Hey, we want to bring Pony World Series into the city of Whittier. Can you support it?" I'm like, "heck yeah, let's do it!" And uh, between Pony and between our staff, we created what I think is a, a, a top notch. Uh, f- baseball field right there, at York Field, where now we've had uh, Pony World Base World Series baseball in the city of Whittier for the last four years. That's a big deal. Yeah. We've got teams coming from you know South, you know, South Korea, from uh, all over the world. Mm-hmm. We had them here last year. We had twenty-three teams from all over the world yeah. in Whittier. That's really cool. <laughs> you kidding me? I mean, t- no one's talking about that. You know, that's that's good stuff. So, uh, so there's something special that happens here with a, with a, with a, with a dedicated. Uh, community stakeholders that have been here for a long time that that love participating, and they create, uh, I think, um, uh, they create quality programs. And so when you create quality programs, you attract other quality programs, and that's what we've done here. And yeah. so uh, I'm very, very excited about that. But, you know, I'd love to see a new uh, sports field somewhere. Um, you know, we um, biotech opportunities uh, right around – You know where uh, PIH is. Someday you and I have talked about this before. We're going to get the light rail. You know, which I highly support. I've been working on that. Gosh, for eight years. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a ten billion dollar project. Tell me who's going to give ten billion uh, dollars right away? I tell you, I was especially upset when uh, Measure M was passed because when Measure M was passed, they kind of didn't really focus on the east side, and all the money kept going to the west side. So. You know, I was upset about that. But we got it fixed. You know, the light rail is coming to Whittier. Uh, you know, probably start around sometime around the late twenty twenty seven, twenty eight. 28, you know, the start the EIR back all over again, yeah. which is disheartening because we've already spent $15 million in the EIRs. Why do we have to do it again? But yeah. uh, I will be, if I'm on a city council, um, I will be focused every day uh, about how we bring light rail here, continue to do it because it takes that amount of work, Yeah, right? You just – and uh, – um, so, uh, you know, so those are the things that I, see, I, I think that we, that we, you know, from a development building standpoint, our retail is going to evolve organically, you know, uh, as Nellis develops, you'll see, you know, the type of, uh, of retail that, uh, by the way, I go to the ICSC every year and mm-hmm. PCBC as, as um, and that's where all the retailers are, yeah. you know, and so I, I, I connect with them well, because that's what I do for a living. And I think it helps to support, you know, advertising the city by going to those those things. But, um, yeah, that's what I'd like to see uh, us doing in Whittier. Um, um, you know, I'm excited for our opportunities. I mean, look, we're a, a well-balanced, you know, city in the middle of Los Angeles.
0: You know, so, yeah. Um, awesome. else? We're talking about Measure M. How about uh, what were your thoughts about the Measure L not passing? Yeah, well— you know, uh, um, admittedly, uh,
3: I am uh, disappointed that it didn't pass. Look, uh, what I saw is I saw a new library. Okay, That's what I saw. And do so I think we need a new library in Whittier. Personally, I do. Uh, uh, who can be against building a new library? To me – I saw value in, in what that community building brings to the entire city, not just to to this side of the city, but to – my gosh, I mean, it was originally designed to service 53,000 people a year. Now it services 650,000 people per year. Uh, so I think people are using it, obviously. And so um, I, I saw the benefit in, in, uh, in, in, in investing in our community for the future. And uh, a library is a, a major monument that people – you know, uh, wrap their heads around, and people go to. I, I mean, my wife and I just got back from Ireland, and she uh, actually Ireland and Scotland. And while we were there, she wanted to go to the library to so she could look up her you know uh, her family her, you know heritage you know the the yes. history. So that's you know you kind of you think of you go to a city. First thing you think of, not the first thing, but one of the things you think of is a library is something people wrap their heads around. Uh, do we have a lot of other things we need to spend money on? Of course we do. We, we have so many different things we can spend money on. But um, I think we had the momentum going, and unfortunately didn't pass. That, that was uh, my take on the library. and, and uh, But I think we'll be able to, to still make some improvements uh, to create a, uh, um, a nice – um, you know library, if you will,
2: why should voters be looking at you for reelection opposed to uh, another candidate
3: well, yeah, of course, i mean you know uh, there 's options and, uh, um, uh, and and i i I'm, I'm you know i 'm encouraged that there's some you know smart young people that that are out there that, that are you know that are that are running uh, I really really am um, uh, so so why would they why should people consider me okay i mean that's goes back to you know talking about yourself but um on a professional level, you know, right. um, I think I've got the experience. Um, I've managed some of the largest, you know, building companies in the United States, and I think that gives me experience to understand how to manage budgets. I've managed the budgets the size of eight hundred million dollars. You know, I know how to read a, a ledger. You know, I know how to balance a budget. Um, I get up in the morning. I manage my bud my, my my company to manage the schedule and to the budget. Right. It's how we. So we stay successful. Um, you know, I've been part of managing the growth of other cities. You know, back when, I don't know if you know where uh, the lamp District is down in San, in mm-hmm. San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when that was getting started, uh, the company I was vice president of, we were part of, of managing that growth. Uh, and I think it's turned out pretty successfully, by the way. Um, and uh, that was a major infill. Um, you know, that, that turned out to be very successful. Um, I um, uh, managed my own company, I think, pretty successfully the last 14 years. I, uh, you know, we were, my company went through the uh, Goldman Sachs uh, small business approval uh, uh, program. You know, we, you know, we were approved by them. We did, you know, we, I think they looked at us as a small, small business that does pretty well. And um, on a city level, I'll tell you, but the thing I'm most proud of is uh, you should vote for me because I'm a guy that takes responsibility seriously. I'm dedicated to the city. I think, you know, I spent six years on a design review board, um, you know, that's a volunteer position. I spent six more years on the planning commission, understanding my city, understanding the needs of the city. Uh, that was t- full twelve years I spent understanding the needs, the, sp- the specific needs of this city. At the same time, I was doing that, I was also working with nonprofits. You know, um, so I, I, I think I'm part of 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 uh, of, of this great team called Whittier that um, um, that loves the city and that does something. It's interesting is. Out of 88,000 people in the city, there are maybe 1,000 people that really do a lot of work, do, you know, that run the nonprofits, do what you guys are doing, right? Think about it, right? There's maybe, maybe, well, maybe 1,500 people that you see at – you see all the same people, all, all the same events, right? I mean, look, mm-hmm. you go to the Boys and Girls Club, you see the same people. Go to the YMCA Club uh, event gala, you see the same people. I'd say that 90 percent of the people that you see at all these events are the ones that do all the hard lifting. Right, and so I want to be part of the team that exposes more people, that tries to bring in more people in. You know, wants to get more people engaged. I mean, I really, really do. My next four years, uh, should I be fortunate to be reelected, is going to be focusing on how can I make uh, how can I make uh, uh, things more accessible. er Everything's accessible. I mean, anybody can step in at any time. But maybe I need to go out and advertise it more. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to be the the, the guy out in front saying, "Hey, you, you know, Christine, come join a, a, this group," and you know, and, and let people meet who you are and, and see how what you're see. Because I think we all have such. I mean, to me, it's about exposure to life, right? Yeah. I've been around for a while, so I think if you're going to look at someone to run this city, I think you should consider your experience, your background, whether you're a stakeholder in the city or not, right? How much time have you spent getting to know the city? I've spent at least 17 years getting to know the city and working on the city and working on behalf of the city. One of the things I'm most proud of, guys, is uh, when I was mayor two years ago, uh, The Whole Child. I think you guys know what The Whole Child is, right? Mm -hmm. They're an organization here in the city that uh, takes care of homeless families Mm -hmm. and also preventative measures as well for homelessness. They asked me to be the... uh, 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 a presenter uh, uh, when they went and applied for the uh, million-dollar grant um, at the Rand Corporation. And um, I was very, very proud and honored they asked me to present that on behalf of the city. And we won the million dollars for the whole child. So guess what? We as a team won a million dollars for a local nonprofit. That's real money that has serious uh, positive impacts on not just our city, but our region. And they're one of the many, many uh, successful nonprofits in the city that um, that we, we were very fortunate to have and I feel fortunate to, to be part of, you know, and, and so that's why I think you guys should consider me as a, as a councilman for District 4. I, uh, I do my job, you know, and by the way, before I forget, I have time also. You know, my kids are older now, and so my business is doing okay, you know, and, and so it takes time to do this job. You don't just step in, man. You know, you got to. You got to be on subcommittees. So if you have a full-time job, if you work from eight to five, you know that's okay. But you're going to find it challenging to put the time in during the week Correct. to come do interviews, to go do um, uh, school events. I love to go do reading at local elementary schools, right? But you got to have the time. You have to be able to take it. And if you're, you know, if you're Compromising your vacation pay, you know, to to do that, and that's a problem. And so, I'm fortunate that I can do that. I, I can take the time, and I have the time to uh, be a city councilman. I think it's important.
2: So the same question we asked uh, Bob and um, and uh, Joe is um, because again, you're going for reelection. Is uh, if somebody comes in with the question of of uh, you've been already serving as city council for several years. Why wouldn't you let somebody else uh, step in? What would you? How would you answer that? I
3: don't know they can let or not let somebody do it. It's up to the voters. Or <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's really fundamentally up to the voters uh, to, to pick the best representative. Correct. You know, and and uh, so for me, I, I once again, I'm 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 encouraged by the uh, the youth and the excitement that we have out there and other candidates. I really really am. Um, I um, uh, I think that um, we should encourage. Uh, people stepping in. Um, but I think we should also encourage uh, responsibility towards the position. Um, and what that means for me, and that's just for me personally, is that I've worked my way up to it. And so I've always found that in, whether you're in business or whether you're in, in community leadership or whether you're playing sports, right? I mean, you, know, you don't start out on the A team, right? You start out on the C team and then you work up to the B team and then, and then you earn your way to the A team. Yeah. And... Um, and so I'm saying that, that I think it's important that you earn your position on the city council. And for me, that meant that I worked my way up. I worked my way as a design review board for six years, six years as a planning commission. And that really meant that when I got to city council, my learning curve was flattened, right? And I, I don't think that the city council position is a place where you want a large learning curve. Yeah. Uh, you're responsible for $58 million um, you know, in budgets. You're responsible for how the city looks, It's not the place where uh, I think you want a large learning curve. I think that uh, if you are already a community member and you've spent time uh, understanding the city, uh, not you know, time. I mean, it takes I think it takes years to to understand a city completely, right? Um, Then uh, um, that's so. I'm encouraged by the the the, the people that have gotten in. I really, really am. Uh, But I would recommend also that uh, time is spent um, you know, um, uh, you know, getting to know the city, uh, to the level to where you can now run an entire city. Uh, I think it's important to do that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also say, cause just the DRB and the planning commission alone, that's itself, you know, Sometimes. a lot of, yeah, a lot of work. Um, again, it's voluntary. Um, but you're dealing with a lot of, uh, essentially you're learning how the city runs. Right. And so, uh, what a perfect way to get get an education. So,
3: well, I'm I'm lucky that I had people that uh, believed in me, you know. And yeah. and um, uh, but look, I I mean, I love this stuff. Right? Yeah. I get up, you know, I I love every part of this stuff. And and uh, um, and and like I said, I encourage um, you know the, the the young people that involve You guys, I mean, you guys are you know younger than I am, and you know Christine here. I mean, I I love what she's doing. This is a whole different dynamic to. The city, you know, that's getting the voice out. And people are listening. You know how I know people are listening? My 17-year-old son. No, he's 19 now. He said, Dad, this is what you got to do. You got to talk to Christine. You got to talk to And He named all of the different, you know, cool blog sites that are taking place, all the cool, um, you know, Facebook sites are taking place. He's he's like, man, you got to boost. And I'm like, boost? Are you talking about the stuff I take for my energy? (laughs) (laughs) No, not that. Dad, you got to do the boost for Facebook, right? And so I did. You know, I'm learning all this stuff. And I'm glad that I am. And I'm glad it's here because – um, to think about what social media has done to expose all of us to yeah. all the great things out there, so I highly support it. And uh, um, as long as I'm around this city, I'm going to encourage pe- you know young people like Christine and you guys and coll- collab here. We're at co- you know, uh, you know right. collab. What Actually, I'm upset that she took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do this five years ago, and you know I saw it being done in Seattle. You know, and I. You know, I'd stop in uh, 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 Seattle on my way to Spokane, you know, and, and uh, I saw these things going up. I thought, what a great idea, yeah. right? And uh, Rose, you know, is phenomenal for, for taking this out, creating an incubator opportunity for other businesses, right? This is a big, big deal. Yep. This is the type of I call opportunity zones that we need to create in the city that mm-hmm. allow for, um, you know, young businesses to start up and yep. and flourish. And uh, uh, so as, as long as I'm around, I'll make sure that that happens mean that yep. I support this kind of uh, kind of business and this kind of zoning as well yeah. it's really about the zoning as well that's right got to have the proper <laughs> zoning to make that's this happen right. you know uh, and so uh you can, you can count on me to continue doing that
2: that's right yep.
0: well if there you know, what are your questions um let's talk about little Woodier. these are typically the the harder questions i'll start with we are say the favorite, fun questions uh, but they're usually hard for people to answer most people yeah so if you were around here in uptown or just even in, when you were in Woodier, what's maybe some of your go-to restaurants
3: well, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> but look, it is – uh, this is so easy for me, right? Well, we're a creatures of habit, right? So I'm a creature yeah. of habit. A... I mean, I, you know, and so, look, Veracruz is my favorite Mexican restaurant, you know, on a corner of Mills and Whittier Boulevard. Yeah. Those guys are – you know, uh, it, we, my wife and I, all three of our kids have grown up there. I mean, literally, we, you know, we had them in, you know – Seats and actually, I think I dropped one of my kids one time off in one of the high chairs because I wasn't paying attention. But, um, and uh, uh, but Veracruz is you know one of my favorite uh, Mexican restaurants, and we've been going there forever. And you know, look, you can tell I like burgers, right? Yeah. So I drive through Norm's a lot. I mean, they I think they know me by name no. <laughs> on the corner no. of uh Ocean View and Whittier, yeah. right? I mean, they're Uh, I love those burgers. You know, they're they're really, really good. Rick's is great as well, you know, and he does a great job in Uptown and but Norms Burger is my go-to burger place. You know, Steve's barbecue. I love Steve's barbecue for you know, great barbecue and he has great uh, potato salad. Interesting story. Steve and my wife Mary went to junior high together in Bell. Uh, yeah, and they, you know, and one day we were sitting there when we first, when he first opened up right. fifteen, sixteen years ago. This guy kept looking at my wife and goes, like, What are you staring at my wife?" For, right? <laughs> and he goes, "She's hey. married, buddy." Yeah, it's like he you know, like, goes, "Hey, are you Mary Ferguson?" And goes, "She goes, yeah." She goes, "Hey, I went to junior high with you." My like, God, right. so you know, there's a connection. You know, yeah. Steve and I, and. That's cool. um, Flight, you know, Mary and I would sneak over to flight and, yeah. and uh, you know, love the sangria. You know, yeah. probably love it too much. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, sangria is, you know, he makes great sangria, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, those are the restaurants, you know, some of our favorite. I still go to my, you know, a couple of my favorite donut shops I go to every day. If I'm going – if I'm traveling uh, west to L.A., I'll stop at, you know, JK. If I'm traveling to, uh, um, you know, the east, I'll always stop at Donut Express on the corner right next to Veracruz. And Ray and Wanda there, Uh, when they bought it, I've known them forever. They have two kids now. Uh, And, uh, you know, they have Sarah and Ryan. And Sarah, I think, is seven. And It's it's so cool to be part of a community where you walk into a donut shop and say, hey, Fernando, how's it going? Good. You know. Sometimes they ask you questions you're not prepared for, yeah. sometimes. But most of the time, they, they want to know what's going on. And so I, I love being part of a community where I know who my donut shop owners are. And you can go ask them right now if they know who I am. They'll tell you, you know. And uh, so those are my favorite restaurants, and I'm sure I'll get in trouble. But. <laughs> well, hold on, Trouble from who? From the
2: wife or just, uh, uh, other just sneaking restaurants, out to the Norm's again? Oh, no, yeah. No, <laughs> man, I drove through last night, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's the beauty about about being in such a small—I I, consider it small—community um, yeah. where you could walk out and then run into somebody, for example, that you um, you either frequent their business or you know them through somebody um, or they recognize you. But but you're you're able to—they're able to approach you and have a conversation. Because um, because uh, again, I I grew—I don't say grew up, but I worked. Uh, most of my time was spent in, in downtown L.A., I never got a chance to meet the mayor. I never got a chance to meet the city council uh, or even anybody from departments that are really right. moving uh, or shaping the city. Um, but here, I mean, we if I see you down the street, we can have a conversation of yeah. what's going on, and now I'm informed. You're informed of what residents are thinking, and uh, and I think that's the beauty about, about us here in Whittier that uh, – we're able to take all that and and mold uh, our city to, to progression, right? So yeah, I mean it's uh, uh
3: and I see it growing. I yeah. see it uh, because of things that you guys are doing and and uh, um, you know some of these uh, new restaurants like Off the Hook, right? right. I love uh, we love Off the Hook, mm-hmm. right? We've been going to Off the Hook since he opened. Now he's opening up the new place right, right. next to Grub, yeah. right? I mean look. Why would a guy invest his hard-earned money in a city unless he believed in it? That's right. And that's what he's doing. He's investing his hard-earned money, his family's money, because he believes in this city. And so I believe in him. And so as long as you know we have people like that opening up new restaurants and uh, new families moving in, um, then uh, i 'm going to com- continue doing my job and working hard to, uh, to you know to keep pushing it through, and we have to plan for the future you know, i 'm thinking jesse i 'm already thinking down the line you know if yeah. we, as this economy turns around, we have to start thinking about how do we keep our city moving through a down economy mm-hmm. right yeah. and unless you 've been through it and you 've managed through it you, 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 then you 're learning yeah. through it and you don 't want to learn through a down economy you want to have experience of how to run through a down economy yeah. right and so i 'm um, uh, you know, I've got ideas of how we're going to do that, and uh, I want to continue. Uh, I'm going to stay on the city council so we can manage and keep our city uh, the great city that it is, that I appreciate living here for. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And I'll give you a good example about planning. So, the office I was at before, uh, we were doing a project in Arizona, uh, Phoenix, and we're, we're cladding the whole building in copper. And so copper, um, I mean, it, it all—the cost of material is dependent on what the market rate is at that time. The the um, we're at the at the low end of the economy. No, we're already kind of coming coming up out of the recession. 10, Twelve. 11. It was in uh yeah 10, 10 yeah. and uh, and so the fabricator was like, look, he goes, I, I don't know how much copper you're gonna you're gonna th- you're thinking of adding to the building. He said, but just give me a rough idea so I could go and buy out, you know, coils of this thing because right now is the time to buy it. It's like copper's cheap. So whatever. He ended up buying, I forget how many, you know, tons of, of copper. Um, we finally started building the project in, in 20, end of 2011, 2012. And at that point, we're, we're in limbo in terms of, of really, you know, how much copper we're going to add and or whether we're going to even proceed with cladding the whole building in copper. So we're like, who breaks the bad news to this guy, right? So he get you know, they call it's him up and say frame. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's like, he bought goes, low. actually he goes, whether you build it or not, he goes, I already made my money because yeah. if I turn on and sell this thing right now, I'm getting almost double yeah. what I originally yeah. paid for. So you let me know. He goes, We're ready to go now or or you know, sell it. But the good thing is that again, going into planning, you would have never been able to clad that building in copper if it was had bought and built on twenty twenty eleven twenty twelve and so from the university side they're like man you know is is good good planning good thinking from from these guys and uh again it's uh save them half half the cost so
3: yeah it's uh you know i mean and, and sometimes you get lucky too yeah. <laughs> I, <have> to <laughs> I hate to say, say it right? right you know uh, sometimes you get lucky, but I think if you do good planning and then good times or bad times come around if you've planned well, you look smart yeah right, and so and and it you know so that that's kind of what we did, right? During the bad times, we did an Uptown-specific plan. We did a Whittier Boulevard-specific plan so that when the good times turned around, we were ready. Yeah. And what you see is that. And so Uptown will absolutely uh, grow once we uh, reconsider density, you know, yeah. and and uh, once we think about, um, you know, how we want this uh, to happen. I've got some ideas of, of how it's going to happen. But we can make this look better than Glendora, Brea, or... Uh, any of those cities, um, and uh, um, I think I'm the guy to uh, to help do that because I, you know, it's 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 about vision and it's about collaboration too. Yeah. If you have a, a, a team that isn't working um, collaboratively or it doesn't have aligned interests, then the team doesn't move. Yeah. I hate to say it, yeah. um, and so the people just have to decide whether or not you know, um, you know, they think that you know we're doing a good job. Are we doing a perfect job? Of course not. But I think we 're doing a good job and the proof is look at surrounding cities correct right look at the um, you know look at the uh, um, uh, political issues going around surrounding cities yeah. right? uh, so uh, and it 's unfortunate, I feel sorry for those residents because they 're nice, nice people yeah. you know and so we don 't have that in the city, and I want to be part of a team that stays you know people underplay the word. Predictability and, st- and stability. To me, those are very, very important. Predictability and stability are very important in anybody's business plan, let alone life. Yeah. And right now, we have a stable, and predictable city, and I kind of think that's important. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and I want to be part of it. Yeah. I want to yeah. continue being part of it um, as long as I can. So, yeah. yeah. And by the way, you didn't ask me, you know, what, what my favorite shops were either. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are well, your favorite yeah. shops? <laughs> we just at? wanted to know you with one of those tough questions. So. <laughs> Well, look, right. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty easy. So, And how I know that I've been successful in, in, in raising my kids is that, uh, I'll give you an example. So every year for Christmas, I buy something for my wife uh, at Port Laban, right? Because she loves the soaps. The soaps are really cool, and you can make these custom soaps. And uh, um, so this last year, now, and I've got an 18 year old college kid, son, right? I don't give him a lot of, you know, I don't know, that what, he's gonna do. know, I know what he's going to do. It's scary what he's going to do, right? <laughs> Guess where he went shopping for his mom this year? He went to Port LeBain all on his own. Nice. Now the reason that's bad is because it took away my <laughs> present, yeah. you know, it, 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 right? But now he's doing it, you know. And and uh, you know, and the wishing well and Herbies. I mean, I shop at Herbies all the time, right? I'm
0: trying to make up for that hamburger that I yeah. ate not night before. <laughs> yeah. It's called balance. <laughs> it's balance.
2: <laughs> that's
0: awesome,
2: Fernando. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Again, it's, uh, we hope or we wish you the best Thank on you. the re-election. Um, is there anywhere you want people to find you on, uh, social media, or how do they follow you? Absolutely. So um, you can look up wwwdutra
3: 4 Com is my website. And then the Facebook is Fernando Dutra Facebook account okay. You know, in a uh, – that's it. Although there's, I guess, some Fernando Dutras in Brazil as well, from what I understand, yeah, and yeah. some in <laughs> uh, some other parts of the world that have been confused with. Yeah. You know, well, wait a minute. We thought your name was Frank. What's this, this Frank yeah. Dutra guy? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? it's my luck. Long, cousin. Yeah, right? it's my. L- I'm not in close, Brazil. No. <laughs> yeah, in Brazil, <laughs> right? No, it's uh, yeah. Those are you know, www.dutra dutra four wittiercom number four. Yeah. Number four yeah. dutra com and uh, the Facebook is Fernando Dutra and. Um, uh, call me anytime. I think most people tell me I'm pretty responsive, you know, and uh, we've got long-term relationships here, and whenever yeah. somebody calls me, or, you know, I try to respond immediately because yeah. it's important, you know, that uh, I, I know how I feel. You, you know, what's interesting is I have expectations. When I, when I call somebody or I send somebody an email, I expect to be a return phone call in 24 hours because... You know, I just do. You know, I think you can't be busier than I am. And, and so so when when people send me something, I try to drop what I'm doing and, and fire off the email right away. That way I don't have to worry about sitting in the mail that I've got to get to. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I have a BlackBerry, so uh, don't make fun of that. It's still working, <laughs> it still man. It works. I'm still getting sufficient. Tweet. It's yeah. still working, yeah. No, that's it. I'm. Uh, thank you very much for what you guys have done. You know, it's been an enjoyable conversation. Uh, you know, I uh, – um, you know, it's. Uh, I hope to see you guys. You know, we'll always see each other in town. You of know, course. you can always yeah. see me around town. I tell everybody, hey, I'll see you in town. We'll see each other somewhere at Norm's, right? At right. Norm's, we right. <laughs> sneaking through, uh, or uh, or at sixty seven forty for a drink or whatever. But it's a great. We have great restaurants here now, and uh, my wife and I go to most of them. You know, yeah. Friday on Saturday nights. Very cool. Yep. So we love it. Thank you very much for what you guys are doing, Christine. Great job. Thank yeah, you. Thank you again. Thank you.
2: All right, Whittier, on to – we'll hear or talk to you um, (laughs) on the next one.
3: Bye, Whittier. Bye, Whittier. Good job, you guys. Thank you. You guys made me feel comfortable. I appreciate that.